0: So anyway, it's my pleasure to to um, uh, introduce our guest speaker, my good friend Don Hanay. We go back a, a good long ways, probably to uh, before '95, '93, maybe '94, sure. Back to the singles ministry at at Living Word. So, um, you know, and there's and the. I was explaining to people at our Bible study that there's, as we walk with God, there's some people that are that'll be in our life for a season. We'll see them regularly and weekly, and then they go this way and we go that way. And and um, I remember you came to me and and said, "Yeah, you know, we're moving to Branson, Missouri, and we're going to go to Brother Moore's church." And I thought, "Okay, that's wonderful, cool." Next thing I know, ten years later, you're back, or twelve years later, thereabouts. Now you're back, but uh, but God does these things. You know, we're, we'll be intersecting with each other for the rest of our lives, sometimes more frequently than than at other times. But it's really a blessing. Um, wanted to read uh, one little verse here, maybe two. Psalm sixty-four. Uh, no 65 says blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts Psalm 68 Um, you have ascended on high you have led captivity captive you have received gifts among men that's quoted in the in the New Testament but um, God chooses people and calls people and uh, it's a it 's a really sacred thing. Yesterday, it just came up in my heart he 's calling up his reserves he 's calling up his reserves i I count myself among them and uh, and that 's how I see you too so gifts that that have been um, That God's just been holding on to until the right time, and then He releases them. And so it's my pleasure to welcome you to the pulpit today. So, y'all clap and welcome Don. Yeah. Praise the Lord.
1: Praise the Lord. Okay. We're too close. Oh, that'd be a blessing, yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Well, praise the Lord.
0: Amen. It's good
1: you got water. Yeah, oh, thanks, thank you Nathaniel. Yeah, I might I need that. We'll see. Might go right. All right, right sir. There. Thank you. Praise God. I'll try to stay away from the speakers here. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, it's so good to be like Brother Nathaniel, Pastor Nathaniel said in the house of the Lord with everyone. There's no greater joy. I've been, I've been in church all my life. I mean, I, I, gosh, I pretty much guarantee I've never missed more than 10 services from the time I was a little boy. I, I mean, I love church. I love church. I love the people of God. You know, praise God. It, there's just no greater joy, just like you said. Yeah. And this is what we get to spend eternity with. Right. Well, how much fun is that? You know, that, that I can leave my car keys or my house keys with any one of you and no, everything's fine, no worries. You can't do that anywhere in the world, but with the body of Christ. Yes. Praise the Lord. What a joy, what a joy, what a privilege. Oh, Father God, um, we just thank you and we just praise you for this day. We thank you that this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice. And we will be glad in it. And Father, we just uh, give you this time right now, Father. Uh, Holy Spirit, you just move in this place. Move in our hearts, Holy Spirit. Help us all to receive what you would have us receive. Help our hearts to get on fire for, for who you are, for how big you are. You're a big God. And you're not, you're not um, ashamed. You're not uh, insecure to share your bigness with us. Oh Father, it's amazing! It's amazing how big you are. It's amazing that that you're you're like, hey, I want to share my bigness with you all, and and it doesn't phase you one bit. You just love it. You get pleased when we just step into faith, Father God, we just thank you. Thank you so much, Father. Just minister to each one of us here, Father. I need it as much as what you're going to have me speak out, Father God. I, I thank you, Father. We're all, we're all in this together. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for a great time this morning. Amen. Oh, glory to God. You know, I'm so blessed, uh, Brother Nathaniel and Miss C here, just allowing me to be in this moment and privilege I'm just privileged and honored honestly I just thank you Um, totally unexpected and just blesses me Um, in Branson Missouri uh, Rachel my this oh this is my beautiful wife Rachel by the way Rachel and my beautiful daughter Sienna and my beautiful daughter Danielle and my wonderful son Luke (laughs) and I'm I'm honored. Sienna came all the way from Mankato this morning to, to, to be here, and that's such a blessing. And um, Gosh, you guys, uh, I better put my watch up so I keep track here. Um, praise the Lord. Um, you know, when Nathaniel, uh, he called me, or he texted me first, said, give me a call, I was out on the play field with Luke, And we were playing football outside. And Rachel and I, I had just had a rough day on a Saturday at work when I'm I'm a tax person by trade. And uh, I normally don't work Saturdays outside of tax season, but I had to finish up a tax return. So I I thought I was going to be a Saturday for four hours. I was there all day. And I wasn't the happiest camper for having to be there all day on a Saturday. And uh, so I, when I got home and I was talking to Rachel and um, we were just having a conversation and I I just basically ended up saying, you know, the Lord, he always favors me. He always, in the midst of what seems like, you know, not the most fun thing or whatever, God just comes through and he's just so big and whatever. So I go out and play with Luke and just a little bit later, you're texting me and give me a call and, and, uh, and, and so my point is, is I was a little, I was just fighting the fight of faith at the moment. You know, just, you know, we all have those moments. We can be normal here, right? We can be human here, right? And I was just having those moments, and, and uh, he texted me. So I called him in the middle of the football field, and, and uh, you don't remember that? Oh, you do? Okay. And, uh, and I, I said, what's up, Nathaniel? And, and he just said, I just sensed the that God had told me, spoke to me yesterday, I believe is what your words were, that um, you're supposed to be my preacher in November. And uh, <laughs> praise God. That blessed me so much. And I just felt it was just, con- I just told Rachel, I just felt it was just confirmation. Just confirmation from God. Hey, you're on the right track, boy. You know, just Chill out. You're okay, you know. And he's he's done that all my life, but um, you know, this morning, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I uh, I I've kind of learned what my what my purpose is in the body of Christ, and uh, and it's to preach faith. It's it's to preach encouragement to the body of Christ that we have through Christ Jesus. All that we need. And uh, praise God. I'm, I'm excited to preach. Um, when we were in Branson, um, I preached with Rachel. That's where I started to point at my wife. Preached um, in front of kids. We, we did kids ministry a lot. And so I did um, a lot of preaching in front of kids. But this is probably, I, I did preach that one time short in front of the adults there. Remember that? Yeah. But uh, outside of that, this is my first adult preaching, so praise God. (laughs) You're just kidding. You know, that's a good point. We're all just growing up here. You're right, a bunch of kids here. (laughs) Praise God. Um, No, you know, um, one thing that stirs my heart up a lot is I do not like seeing God's bride, his people, getting beat up by the enemy, by sickness, disease, Lack, curse, whatever. I do not like seeing God's people getting wrecked. That's not that's not our Jesus. Jesus walked in victory. Jesus always, always was in control of what was going on. Sure, bad things happened. Certain things went wrong at times, but then Jesus would come in and all would be well. You know, and so... Um, There's something in uh, each one of us that is that person that wants to be a winner. We don't want to be losers. We want to be winners. But the body of Christ so many times, we water down the word of God with our traditions. We water down the power of God. But the Holy Spirit is here, and he's excited to show us that he's the God of power, he's the God of fire, he's a winning God. Amen. Yes. Amen. And, you know, how we get to find out about that is through the Word of God. The Word of God gives us faith. It says in Romans ten seventeen that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Yes. Well, many, many times... We have to start there. We have to start there. And I'm just going to read some scriptures to get us all fired up here Um, because I'll tell you the word of God is alive. It's living and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it pierces. It pierces our hearts. It's awesome. Such a blessing. So Habakkuk 2.4, it says, Behold his soul. And I apologize. Some of these I'm going to go through fast. Um, But uh, Habakkuk 2.4, it says, Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And what that's saying is, is, we don't have enough within ourselves to be upright, to be good enough, to be strong enough within ourselves. And that's why the just shall live by his faith. His faith in God Almighty. His faith in the victorious one. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Romans 1, and I'm going to go through four of these. There's four of these, the just shall live by his faith in the Bible. Romans 1, 16 through 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah Hallelujah is right. Galatians 3.11, it says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident... For the just shall live by faith. We're to live by faith, folks. We're to live by faith. Hallelujah. And then the final one on that very phrase is Hebrews 10, 37 through 39. It says, For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Everybody say I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. Who, draws back? who draws back? I'm here today. I'm here today. I'm in faith. I'm in faith. Amen. Amen. you're here today. Praise God. You know? If if we didn't have a hope, if we didn't have a, a, a expectation of good things, we wouldn't we wouldn't show up on Sunday. But praise God, we're we're in faith here. We're we're believing together here. Praise God. 2 Corinthians five seven says, "For we walk by faith, not by sight." Glory to God. How do you think Jesus walked? Right? I mean. How did Jesus walk? I mean, he walked by faith. There was, it says everyone that came to him got healed. Everyone that came to him got healed. You know, there's a, there's a misnomer in the body of Christ, and that misnomer is, is that there was something in Jesus that said, no, you can't be healed today. You know, you've you got to keep that sickness and the misnomer is we, we, we've we been told that sometimes God has a will for you to keep a sickness or to keep a, a disease or whatever. But the life of Jesus, there wasn't one time, not one time that he told someone, came up to someone, no, not today, that the father said, you got to keep that sickness or you got to keep that poverty not one time well are we spo- are we following Jesus or are we following some man's opinion or right praise god i'm following Jesus all the way you guys you know we, we don't it's not like we don't have challenges all of us right but the more we get in his word the more we get to know him the more we get to know our master, our savior. Yes. And the more we walk with him, the more we know he's on the victory side. He's on the side of empowering us. Yes. He doesn't cause weakness to be in us. He causes strength to come up and rise within us. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um. Let's see. There's a scripture, Luke 18, 18, 8, where Jesus said, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Shall he find faith on the earth? This is Jesus saying this. So we, we were just told four different times in the word of God, the just shall live by faith. And then Jesus is saying, shall he find faith in the earth when he comes back? Well, praise God, he found faith here. Glory to God, we're all here. Praise the Lord. Um, Praise the Lord. Hebrews, uh, I'm going to go to Hebrews. So what is, yeah, what is faith? Many many of you are going, okay, we're supposed to live by faith. What is faith? So Hebrews 11.1, praise the Lord, it says, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen so it's the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen so faith faith is bringing substance into this world out of the world that is not seen and that's what Jesus did that's what Jesus did his whole ministry he said i only do the things i see my father do i only say the things I hear my father say, praise God. Jesus, Jesus was the perfect demonstration of living by faith. And we're his his brothers and sisters. We're, we've been adopted into the family. If we have Jesus, if we have Jesus in our hearts, we're in his family. We've been adopted, we get the opportunity to live by faith. And we got Jesus backing us up. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a blessing that is. It says, verse 2, For by faith the elders obtained a good report. The elders in the Old Testament obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So, so God, through faith, we understand God framed the word, worlds by his word so that the things we're all seeing are, were not made of things which do appear. They were made by his words. Our creator, our creator God, he, you know, in, he created us in his image and in his likeness. You know, sometimes I, I just sit there and I think, okay, I just like need to be reminded. I'm a created one. Like, I'm created by the God of all the universe. Yeah. Like, sometimes we just got to pause and think about it. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like, he created us, and he created us in his image and likeness, Genesis says. That's awesome. And then he framed the worlds by his word. And and we get to, by faith, we get to frame what happens to us by our words and by our belief in his backing us up on things. Praise God. Um, Let's see. I've got a bunch of verses here about um, there's different kinds of faith or there's no faith. So I'm going to read some of these to, to uh, help us out here. There's so much in the Word of God of faith. And, you know, I, uh, <laughs> Brother Nathaniel, I know, can help you guys more as far as studying the Word. But I just did the simplistic thing of BibleGateway.com. And, uh, and I put in faith in the search. And all kinds of verses come up. And they're right there for you. They're just loaded right there. And you just, praise God, get to read, read, read. And it's like, it, it just that alone can build us up. And uh, praise God. So, uh, in Deuteronomy uh, 32.20, it says, And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be. For they are a froward generation, children in whom is no faith. So God, you know, I've read the Old Testament many, many times. I, I don't even don't even know. I love the Old Testament. The Old Testament is awesome. I, did, I love the New Testament, but some people steer away from the Old Testament. When you, when you read it, like Brother Jim and I were talking before service, when when you read it in context, you get to, you get to know the heart of the Father. It, his heart is so big. His heart is so full of mercy. He loves us so much. The Israelites, they were an example in the Old Testament. They messed up so many times, you guys. And I honestly believe that God put that for us. He put it in the Old Testament for us. Like, as many times as we've all messed up, we have not messed up so much as the Israelites because, like, they, they major messed up a lot, a lot, over and over. And then God would, he'd come in and he'd bail them out, and then they'd mess up again and again. And I, I, I just feel from the, from the heart of the Father, he's like, I put that there just to encourage you all. You can't mess up as much as my, my people messed up, and I still love them. And I still got plans. He's got plans for Israel, you guys. Big plans. Big plans. The devil, he knows his time is short. His time is short. But for us, you guys, let's get excited because no matter how many times we've failed, God loves us and he's for us and he's ready to deal with us here and now. And in our future, he does not care about what happened in our past. He is about here and now and about what's happening in our future. He's got plans for us, plans to prosper us, plans to help us, plans that are good, good future. It says in Jeremiah, Jeremiah, um, help me out, 29, 29, yeah, thank you, Lord. 30, 31, 29, 29, 11, thank you, Brother Nathaniel. 29 Jeremiah 29:11. 29, Good plans God has for us. Um, so no faith. He, he so no faith. Why, why does why does God like not be happy with no faith? It's it's because he's done so much for us. The Israelites. He got them out of Egypt. All those plagues. He their shoes for 40 years didn't wear out in the wilderness. Their clothes didn't wear out. He provided manna. He provided the quail, and he's like you guys like trust me you know um one part that they they really did wrong you guys and and we need to not do this when moses was up on the mountain talking to god the very beginning he want, god wanted the israelites to come to the base of the mountain but the the light the, the power of god the lightning and and the thunders and whatever. They got scared, you guys. They got scared, and they didn't want. So, so they, they pushed away from getting close to God, and they said, Moses, you just you, you be the in- intermediary, and you tell us what God is saying. Let's not be like that, you guys. God loves us so much. He wants us to draw close to, to him. He says when we draw close to him, He draws close to us. I love drawing close to God. It's awesome. Praise God. He's he's a revealer. He's a revealer. He he loves to reveal himself to us when we draw close to him. Another one about no faith. um, Jesus answered in Matthew 17, 17 and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Jesus is saying, "Hey, why are we a faithless and perverse generation? How long shall I be? How long shall I bring him hither to me?" That was when he was—I um, forget which one he was going to heal, but he was going to heal someone. Oh, it was, uh, it was the, uh, so, the son of the father uh, that came to him, and the son threw himself in the fire because he was possessed with the devil, and, and uh, Jesus said, "Oh, faithless, perverse generation." How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring them to me. Let's not be faithless. Let's be faithful, right? Right? Praise God. Mark 4.40, it said, And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Mark 4.40, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? That was, um, I'm going to read the next one too, because one of, one of them is the storm when he was in the boat sleeping, and one of them's the storm when he was walking on the water, um, Luke 8, 25. It's, he said to them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying to one another, What manner of man is this? For he commands even the winds and water, and they obey him. Jesus, he's with these disciples. He isn't rejecting them. He's just trying to... Guys... Come up. Come up. I'm, I'm with you. I'm hanging out with you. I'm telling you about the Father. Come on, you guys. Right. You know, he's sleeping the one time on the boat, and they're like, I mean, it has to be rocking, you know, because they're scared, so something's going. How he's sleeping, I don't even know that, but he's sleeping. They have to wake him up, and, and he's like, come on. Um, why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? Praise God. I'm telling you, God has put the Old Testament, the disciples, he's put it all together for us so that we can never, never feel like we're we're unable to be his kid. We're unable to get to that level of walking with him. Because if, if the Old Testament Israelites... God's still for them and all the mistakes they made. And then the disciples and the, the lack of faith they had, we're right with them, right? We are. We're right with them. But, you know, as the time draws nearer, we have the Holy, remember the Holy Spirit. He came out and after Jesus resurrected and he ascended to the Father, God sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, he reminds us of Jesus. And he stirs up the fire of God in us. that We're supposed to be stirred up ones. We're supposed to be battle ready, ready to have victory. Praise God. You know, um, we're going to get to David because David's one of my favorite characters. But if the Old Testament before Christ, before the Holy Spirit, if the Old Testament heroes of faith, David, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel, Moses, Abraham, if they... Walked by faith. How much more do we get to walk by faith? Yeah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go. So now we go from no faith. I'm gonna go to little faith here. Uh, uh, Matthew six thirty. It says, "Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you?" O oh, you of little faith. That's, that's one of our favorites, right? Because uh, three verses after John 6 or Matthew 6.30 is Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Praise God. So here he's saying, if God clothes the grass of the field, it, it, how much more is he gonna clothe you, O oh, you lo- of little faith? You know? God's, he's got us, you guys. He's got us. Praise God. Praise God. We have the right. We have the right to stand on the word of God. We have the right to stand on the promises of God. Praise God. You know, there's um, there's times I, I, I do enjoy football a lot, and, you know, it's really cool. Um, briefly, when Sienna was born, my oldest, uh, I was... Uh, football addict, you would you would say at least for the NFL. I I really, and um, she's crawling on the floor and and doing her and and then of course I'm working Monday through Friday. So basically weekends, I get um, a little time with my family or whatever, and I'm watching. I before that I watched football all the time and enjoyed it and and I just was like. I can't. I got to quit watching football. I'm not spending any time with my daughter here. And I just asked the Lord. I said, "Lord, help take this football enjoyment away from me." And, and uh it took about 2 or 3 years and I quit watching football. I mean and for the, not completely but just for the most part, maybe playoffs I think. But I got to spend time uh with her and and uh football became a past thing and then my Luke ten, 10 years old here i think 2 years ago when he was 8 maybe no 9 a year ago 7 okay maybe 7 he he for some reason got attracted to football and now i'm i'm attracted back to football definitely not is i don't get upset like i did back in those days when i was <laughs> praise god i'm but my point is is you know, athletes, they, they are believing that they can win. They are believing. You know, I'm thinking of even um, uh, Olympic athletes. They can't afford, you guys, they can't afford to think thoughts of doubt and unbelief. Those coaches for Olympic athletes, and I'm sure coaches for pretty much all the sports, they, they, they will not let their athletes speak a word of losing. You can't do it. Right. You know? Right. you got to stay the course. And if a coach would ever hear someone saying, hey, we're going to lose or whatever, if, if they're, you know, a good coach, like our good father, Amen. like our Savior Jesus, well, they're going to come alongside. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that you're going to die from this sickness or disease. Or don't say that you have mental health problems. Right. Sure, we might be fighting. I, you know, I got stuff in my body I'm fighting. There's some things I'm fighting. But I don't let my words just line up and say, well, I'm, I'm just going to live with this for the rest of my life, I'm, you know. No, there's a Holy Spirit fight inside of each one of us. We're the, we're part of the kingdom of God, and there's a Holy Spirit fight that says, "No, you have the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Greater is He that is in you than He that's in this world." Right? Praise God. That's right. You know the church, and and I, I'm, I, the church in America. We have, so, we have so weakened what God has presented, and yet God, he's so patient with us, and he's so merciful to us. He, he doesn't, he waits for us, you guys. He's such a gentleman. Our, our God, you, you know, if you give yourself over the devil, if you give the devil a little inch, Oh, he, he blows the doors open, and he's like, I, I, want, I want all, you know? He's a nasty, nasty being. There's one person or one thing we can hate in this world. Nothing. We shouldn't hate anything else, but we can hate the devil.
0: Yes.
1: He is our enemy, and he has no place in the child of God, right? Yes. But, but our God, man... The church in America, we have so weakened the word of God, but yet God, like like Brother Nathaniel said, he's got got some reserves coming up. Praise God. He's got some reserves. And all of you, all of, and me, we're, we're all part of the family of God, and we have the opportunity to spend some time with our Savior, with our Lord, get in this word, read it, Get to know the Father and his heart. And praise God, we got the opportunity to win. We got the opportunity to grow strong in faith. Right? And lay hold. Lay hold of the things that he has for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, uh, It says in Matthew 14, 31, And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, thou of little faith, wherefore did you doubt? And that's so that's the story of when Peter started walking on the water. You know, isn't that amazing? So, so he's in the boat, there's a storm around. Peter, he's like, bid me come, Lord. You know, they all thought he was a ghost at first, and, and then uh, they realized it was Jesus. And Peter goes, If it's you, Lord, bid me come. Jesus said, come. <laughs> he got himself in a corner now, right? I mean, like, so he had, and one, one scripture says he had to come down out of the boat. So I'm thinking, okay, storm's all around. He's coming down out of the boat, and now he's walking on water. Wow. It, it's a good thing he obeyed right away, right? Because I'm sure if he was given just another few seconds of thinking about it, no. But he's like his eyes were fixed on Jesus walking on the water. Yes. Praise God. That's where our eyes need to be fixed. We need to be fixed on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame it says in Hebrews 12:2. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I love to have my eyes fixed on Jesus. Glory to God. Victory. It's it's victory time, you guys. I remember the Lord telling me that a while back. It's time. It's time for my people to arise. It's time. It's time for us to have victory, you guys. Victory over the enemy. Victory over defeat. Victory over lack. It's time, you guys. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Um. Let's see. Uh, so then we go from no faith, little faith. There's one verse on weak faith. Um, it says, uh, Romans 4 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. That's talking about Abraham. You know what? Let's turn there because I love that. There's a glory to God. Romans 4, there's just some good meat. Meet here, you guys. Romans 4, 17, let's start. Um, um, Paul write, writing here in Romans, and uh, it says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. So this is talking about Abraham in the Old Testament. God promised to Abraham, you are a father of many nations. Hallelujah. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead, makes, brings life to the dead, and calls those things which be not as though they were. So that's faith again, you guys. God calls those things which be not in this physical world as though they were. And then they are. Praise God. Praise God. Who against hope, this is talking about Abraham, who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead. His body, of course, not dead, but dead in the reproductive ability. Being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to Abraham for righteousness. Praise God. There's a lot in the word about Abraham. God, it even says Abraham was a friend of God. Abraham here was not weak in faith. Well, we all know if we read the Bible, there was, there was some times where Abraham was weak in faith, right? That's for us. That's to remind us that, hey, we have our moments, right? But let's, let's put those moments aside. Let's start running our race with endurance, right? The race that's set before us. Hallelujah. So Abraham, at this point in time, he finally, he got there. He got there where he staggered not at the promise of God. And he's like, we're, Sarah, we're having a child. Praise God. I'm the father of many nations. He started calling himself Abraham. Remember God changed his name from Abram to the Abraham, which meant father of many nations. He started calling himself Abraham. I'm Abraham. He didn't have a kid yet. But that kid came, Amen. and you know what's so cool about when Abraham had Isaac, that that faith that Abraham had, it just carried, it just soared, all the way to the day that God called Abraham to sacrifice his son. Um, uh, I have to remember where that one is here. Let's see. Help me out, John, or Nathaniel. Where did uh, Abraham... Um, Sacrifice his son again, Genesis, let's see if I can remember where that one is, 22, thank you, Genesis 22, all right, Holy Spirit's got me going in this direction, so, all right, Verse 1, it came to pass after these things that God did tempt. Abraham is what the um, King James Version says. You could say test. He, it, the, God came to test. He came to prove Abraham's heart. He needed Abraham, you guys, to pass a test so that God could bring Jesus into the earth. Yeah. Right. He needed, he put so much into Abraham and he saw Abraham he had faith, and so he's going to test him now here on his faith. And he said to Abraham, and Abraham said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. And Isaac at this point was, I don't know, 12 years old maybe, something like that. He, he was not a little, little boy, but he was a little older. And um Your only son, whom you love, get thee into the land of Moriah. Offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell you of. Notice that God told him to take his son and offer him as an offering. Abraham didn't question him, but notice one thing. Abraham had a relationship with God. He trusted God. But notice one thing. He didn't waste any time obeying God. He gave no time for doubt and unbelief to enter in. It says, He rose up early in the morning, saddled his ass, took two of his young men with him, Isaac his son, clave the wood for the burnt offering, rose up, went into the place which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes. He saw the place where he was supposed to go far off. He said to the young men, You guys stay here with the ass and I and the lad. We will go yonder. Listen to this. We will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Yep. Right. Amen. That's right. Faith. Faith. Abraham, we're going to go worship. We're going to come again to you. Praise God. So he took the offering, laid it upon Isaac, took the fire in his hand, knife. They went both of them together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father. He said, Father, he said, Here I am, son. Behold, the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. They came to the place which God had told them of. Abraham built an altar there, laid the wood in the order, bound Isaac, his son, laid him on the altar. Abraham stretched forth his hand, took the knife to slay his son, and the angel of the Lord called to him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, Here I am. He said, lay not your hand upon the lad, neither do anything to him. For I know now that you do fear God. He trusted God. He reverenced God, seeing that you didn't withhold your son, your only son, from me. And that our father of faith, it says in the New Testament, Abraham, is how God was able to bring Jesus into into the earth to be our perfect sacrificial lamb. Hallelujah. Um, I'm going to go to uh, Galatians here, uh, chapter 3. It says in verse um, verse uh, 6, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know you therefore that you which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham, and the scripture for saying that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Hallelujah. We're blessed with faithful Abraham. Glory to God, you guys. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, all right. So I got started on that because Jesus was talking or uh, Paul was talking about uh, Abraham not being weak in faith. Abraham wasn't weak in faith. So we can we can be weak in faith, that means. Let's not be, but have we all had moments where we're weak in faith? I know I have. <laughs> but praise God, I don't like staying I don't like those moments. <laughs> um then there's there's just faith in Matthew 9:22. Um Jesus turned him about, uh, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. The woman with the issue of blood. It says she had spent all she had seeking doctors to fix her up. But nobody had an answer. But do you know that it doesn't say in the Scripture, but you gotta, you got to imagine you know, God gave us an imagination. Yeah. You know, when, when I'm praying, I'm imagining, I'm worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I, I don't have a specific picture of him, but I just, the awesomeness of him. Yeah. We have an imagination. God gave it to us. Yeah. So I got to imagine that, that she's going around to all the physicians paying lots of money to get fixed up, but she's starting to hear about this Jesus. Yeah. Oh, do you hear about Jesus? He, he raised a, a person from the dead. Uh, there, was a blind, there was some blind men that got healed. There was a lame a, a person with a withered hand got restored. She started hearing this. She's spending money, but she's hearing about this Jesus. And all of a sudden, she's like, if he can heal the blind the lame, the dumb, to get them to speak. If he can cause the, the uh, weak to become strong, all I need to do is just touch the hem of his garment. That's a, she started hearing enough. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She started hearing words of God about what Jesus was doing and it stirred her up. And she, and she got so stirred up, that she pushed herself through a crowd, she grabbed the hem of his garment, and yep. praise God, she was healed. And Jesus said, he goes, uh, turn him about, he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. Don't you love that? Don't you love that? How, how is she different than us? How is Abraham different than us? Right? They don't have anything extra special, but they spent time hearing the Word of God. They spent time with God. And it, um, there's a preacher, uh, well, it's Andrew Womack, that talks about effortless faith. He talks about effortless faith because when we start to read the Word of God, faith comes it comes. We're trying to some, sometimes think, well, how can I be an overcomer? How can I have victory? Let's not, let's not worry about that. Let's just spend some time reading God's word. Because when you start to read God's word, you start to get excited. The Holy Spirit starts stirring up the word of God in us. Hallelujah. Let's see. Make sure I'm getting getting pushed here so i better better hurry myself up all right praise god um there's so much other verses here you guys um thy faith has saved thee go in peace daughter be of good comfort thy faith made thee whole arise go thy way thy faith has made thee whole he was talking about when the uh ten lepers came one came back one came back and he humbled himself before jesus and he thanked jesus and jesus said Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. You know, I don't know for sure what that means, but I've heard preachers say that the leprosy, because it takes away parts of your body or whatever, that those nine lepers that kept going, they might have they, they been whole from le- or healed from leprosy, but maybe didn't get made whole. But that one that came back, Jesus said to him, Thy faith made thee whole. Good. I've heard preachers say it. it's a good possibility that that man got every limb every finger back in place hallelujah um all right well there's so much good stuff this is just the beginning and I knew I knew uh glory to God that uh, there's so much in God's word that's so beautiful you guys I I'm gonna read um, I'm gonna read David here because he's just one of my friends all-time favorites. And I honestly, between Jesus and David, I, I think I just get so stoked up. You, praise God. Do you guys know that David and his mighty men did not lose a battle? They never lost a battle. Not one. And they had several battles. They didn't lose a battle. Glory to God. David, he comes up, He rose up early in the morning in verse 20 of um, 1 Samuel 17. He rose up early in the morning. He left the sheep. David, he's always with the sheep. You know, he wrote most of the Psalms. We all know that, I believe. But David's out in the fields with the sheep. He's got his harp. What else is he doing? But he's spending time talking to God. He's got a lot of time on his hands. He's got a lot of time. He's spending time talking to God. He's getting to know God. God's speaking to his heart. And then a bear comes and a lion comes and David, through the strength of God, is able to take the lamb out of the lion's mouth or the bear's claws or whatever. So here David, he did those things he rose up early in the morning, left the sheep with the keeper, took, went um, as his dad, Jesse, commanded him. He came to the trench. He, so the Israelites are arrayed on one side of a mountain with a valley in between uh, against the Philistines on the other side. And David was sent by Jesse to go there um, um, and, and commanded him that he would go as the host was going forth to the fight. Okay, so David came as Jesse commanded him, and um, the host was going forth to fight and shouted for the battle. So David's watching as the Israelites and the Philistines, I guess, are, are in battle array and going forth, army against army, in verse 21. David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage, ran into the army. He came and saluted his brothers. So he had his brothers in the army, and that's why Jesse, his dad, sent him to go check on his brothers. And as he talked with them, the the army that was around him at that moment, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spoke according to the same words that he had always had spoken, and he defied the armies of the living God. Um, David heard these words. All the men of Israel, when they saw the, the Goliath, they fled from him. They were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, have you seen this man that has come up surely to defy Israel? He has is come up. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the Cain will enrich him with great riches and give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. David spoke to the men that stood by him saying, What shall be done? He's like, I want to hear this again. What shall be done to the man that kills this Philistine, takes away the reproach from Israel? But listen to this. Then he says, For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God. David's like, who is this? You guys, he does not have a covenant with Jehovah, the creator of the universe. This Philistine is up against the armies of the living God. Who is this guy? This is just, David was just a young man. Just a young man, but he'd spent time. He'd spent time with God. We need to spend time with God in his word, you guys, because it strengthens us. It, it puts his fire in us. It puts the Holy Spirit who, who's moving in the earth in us, you guys, and God's got big things for, for this generation. Um, let's see. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people answered after him. I'm going to skip around here because uh, time here. I'm running out. But um, David, in verse 29, David said that he got chewed out by his brother. His brother chewed him out. What, who are you, David? Why are you being so bold and vocal here? Come on now. You're just a little kid. You're a sheep guy. Who are you? He's a guy who knew his covenant with the Almighty. In verse 29, David goes, Is there not a cause? is there not a cause you guys right here today in america in our homes with our families is there not a cause you know rachel and i we we raised our kids to know the lord because we're like is there not a cause we don't want our kids to grow up to be just like the world to hear the same things of the world we shut that tv off we've never had satellite cable whatever tv Yeah, we have the TV on once in a while for a movie or for football, or, but I'm not saying we're all this holy, holy, you know. But man, as much as we could, we did not let the world invade our homes. The uncircumcised invade our homes. Amen. No, you guys, God wants to build us up. He wants us to be strong in Him. But the way we're going to do it is we're, we got to shut out the world, and we got to get in with Him. Yes. There's so many opportunities more than ever before for us to get in with Him. So much good YouTube teaching, so much good praise and worship, and then the Word of God, of course, praying in the Holy Spirit. There's, there's so much opportunity. Anyhow, back to David here. Um, so... So now David, so David is so bold. He's just a boy, but he's so bold that they bring him to Saul. They're like, "You got to hear this guy. Like, he's so confident. That's a man of God, right? That's a man of God. So they bring him to Saul. Saul wants to put all his armor on him, and and you know, wisdom of God." David did not get haughty. He didn't get prideful. He let, he let Saul put that armor on him. He, okay, I'll try that on. But he recognized, you know what? My confidence is in my, my God, not in this armor. That's right. And he, we, we can destroy our confidence sometimes when we do things man's way, right? Yeah. We, we need to follow the spirit of God within us. He's showing us. He's directing us. He's leading us. David's like, "Mm, I'm not comfortable. I'm not confident with this armor on. He took it off. He got his stone. And and, uh, I love the words. you got to love the words that David says to, to Goliath. Verse 44, the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Oh, first of all, verse 43. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his dog. So whatever um, Goliath is, what'd they say, nine, ten feet tall? Nine, ten feet tall. Touch, his head's touching the ceiling, maybe beyond. And David's like, my height or something, small little dude. Um, and And... And, and you got it. he's like, what are you, you know? But David's like not moved. He isn't, in fact, Amen. it's just firing David up. This is just stirring David up. We ought to be stirred up, you guys. When the enemy tries to come into our family, you know, the enemy tried to take Rachel out when in 2012, uh, we, we were in Minnesota on a vacation from Branson, and... And we were at some friend's house, and it happened so quickly, but in the morning at our friend's house, she started telling me, I'm not feeling very good. And uh, then she lied down, and I, it was maybe a couple hours later, and she's like, something's not right. We need to, I need to go see a doctor. And, and, uh, and Rachel and I have lived by faith, and, and uh, I knew, I could tell it. This was this was something we needed to. I needed to listen, and obey. You know, one thing about faith, people, is we got to be careful that we follow wisdom. Wisdom, Proverbs says, is the principal thing. We can't we can't discard wisdom. Um, we can get ourselves in trouble when we start to think we're in faith. We th- start to think we believe God, but we can get ourselves in trouble. We need to be Assured, like like uh, Abraham was, he staggered not at the promises of God. Yeah. He was persuaded. We need to be persuaded, and we also need to behave in wisdom. and And she told me, need to go see. So we drove down to Fairview, in uh, Champlin, I think it was, or Brooklyn Park, something like that. And um, and uh, got her immediately back in the days when you could get in kind of quick, right? <laughs> Anyhow, um, got her checked in pretty quickly, and, um, and they wanted her to give a urine sample, and so we go into the... She, she wanted me to come with her. She was feeling lightheaded. And uh, go into the room, and she gave her sample, and then um, she got up to wash her hands, and, and she fainted. And so I, gra- I was there. I was able to c- capture her so she didn't hit her head or whatever, and I opened the door with one hand. And I said, a little help, please. And, and they got a cart and, and whatever and put her on a cart. We went back in the room we came from. And, and, uh, and then um, they got a few, we got a little more attention at that point. And, uh, and so they got a couple nurses or two or three nurses in there. And, and uh, at that point, you know, Rachel was calm she was in faith. She was like, I know everything's going to be fine. God's got me. She was calm. I was calm. I, I do not, you guys, I hate fear. God hates fear. Right. I'm not saying I don't have moments of fear. I'm just saying I hate it. Yeah. So I try to avoid it at all costs, right? Right? I mean, yeah. we, we got, fear has no place in a child of God, right? Because we got the greater one in us, right? Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. So praise God. Praise God. The Holy Spirit in us, he he was helping us. And, uh, well, they lifted her head up on um, the cart to put a pillow underneath her head. And when they put her back down, the nurse, she passed out, I think, again, right? Second time? When they sat sat you up. And um, she passed out a second time. And then the nurse, I was at the end of the cart that she was on, and I was just kind of, I, I, I might have been holding her feet. I, I know I was holding her feet when what happened happened in a moment. But the nurse goes, I, I don't have a pulse. Well, when she said that, the, the Holy Spirit in me just rose up. And I grabbed, and I had my hands on her ankles. I said, devil, you take your hands off of my wife in Jesus' name. Well, you guys, the cool thing about God is he honors faith, right? Right? And he's a god of victory. Long story short is she had lost three pints of blood and more through an eptoptic pregnancy. So somehow this pregnancy was outside of her womb, but the body was thinking there's a pregnancy going on, and it started sending lots of blood to this outside of the womb area. And so she had over three pints of blood, the doctor said, at the end of the story here that he had to vacuum out of her herself. But she was losing blood. My point is, is God's faithful to our faith. He honors faith. And she should have still been losing more and more blood between that moment and the moment we got her in surgery, which was two and a half, three hours later. So we go from feigning 15 minutes ago or so, to passing out, she didn't pass out not one more time. Not one time. Praise God. She got in surgery. God took, gave us a great doctor, took care of her. Praise God. Um, so David, here he is. This is what we need to do to the enemy. Whatever the enemy in our family is, to our personal lives, David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. You come to me, devil, with sickness, disease, poverty, lack. Right? I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Glory to God. He knew who was back in him. We can know who's back in us. But when we get in here and we read this, we get in context of the word of God, praise God, he puts it in us. It's effortless. He puts faith in us, you guys. Let's listen to the word of God. You know, there's the ability now to listen to the Bible being read to us. If some, I know some of my friends, they don't read very well, they told, they've told me. So, But we can listen to the word of God. He goes, this day, this is David, this day will the Lord deliver you, Goliath, into my hand, and I will smite you, and I will take your head from you, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Is there a God in our homes? Yeah. Hallelujah. Everybody say, there's a God in my home. There's a God in my, God in my, God in my life. In my life. His, name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He's the victorious one. The victorious one. And, I'm victorious and I'm victorious with Him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, man, praise God. We just got started, didn't we? Glory to God. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I just, ah, I love the word of God. I love the Holy Spirit. I love Jesus, our Savior, our Master, our Lord. Praise God. He wants us to live in victory, you guys. He wants us to live above. You know what he said in the Old Testament? He said, you're above. And In Deuteronomy 28, he talks about the blessings, and then he talks about the cursings but we're supposed to be part of the blessings because the cursings have everything to do with the world, but the blessings are the body of Christ. Yes. Sure, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes we're still working through things, right? Sometimes we're, we're, we're taking steps of faith. Sometimes it takes a process of time. I remember Andrew Womack, um, uh, was it on his ear, nose? I forget, there was something that, that he said was, and it was six, thank you, on his ear. Six years, I remember him saying. He kept, people. doctors would come to him and say, oh, that's cancerous, that's cancerous or whatever. And he just, one thing, one thing's important, you guys. Again, back to the wisdom. Andrew knew where he was in faith. We need to make sure we, we know where we are in faith. We're not to be in the faith of someone else we're to be confident where we are in our walk of faith but faith will grow as we spend time with the lord andrew had faith that he didn't he wasn't worried he knew that god had him so that's where his faith was at so he he just kept on going six years and it finally came off and i if i remember correctly he didn't even really realize it came off and someone had to tell him andrew That thing's gone, am I right? Yeah, Yeah, it's like, praise God. That's to encourage us. That's to stir us up. Well, Father God, we love you so much. We thank you. You are you're such a kind and and patient God with us. You're so merciful. And 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 you see us, Father, with such bigness. You see the one you put in us. Your son, Jesus, you put him in us and, and you see him growing large inside of us. And Father, we just thank you that you're helping us by your Holy Spirit. You're helping us to walk out this life in faith and in victory. Father, help us to get in the word of God, to get to know you more, to see how big you are and to see how much you want us to live in bigness of you. We love you so much. We thank you for this time now. Bless your word, cause your word to to be reminded to each of our hearts, mine as well, Father. I'm I'm stirred up hearing the word over and over as well. Father, we just thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Nathaniel.
0: Whoops. (laughs) You're welcome. You can't preach too long for me. (laughs) Glory to God. So, I don't have anything to add to that. Praise the Lord, teaching us how to trust God.